This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we talked to Keith Bartow about the FlexPod Configuration Advisor, CSA. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. Glenn Sizemore is here in the studio. Making eyes at you. You are. You give me the eyes. Yeah, that's right. You get a little bit. Hey, girl. How you doing? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Good. Great. All right. So um, today we're going to talk about uh, CNA. Is that what it's called? No. CSA. CSA. So it's it's the farm thing, right? Where you get your produce sent to you, the CSA? <laughs> no. That's that's not tech. Um, so uh, CSA, uh, Keith Bardo is here to talk about that. And he'll explain what CSA is. But first, Keith, uh, hi and welcome. And what do you do here at NetApp? Hey, guys. Good day. And uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I definitely appreciate it. What do I do at NetApp? Great question. So I'm director of product management for Converged Lifecycle Management in the Converge Infrastructure Group at NetApp. That's my team. Oh, Glenn brought his own guy in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally just taking advantage got a of, ringer. of this co-who seat, and, and we're just going to talk about my team, because I think it's cool. Hey, that's fine. As long as it's cool, I don't, I'm good with that. So, uh, Keith, what is a CSA? So, you guys said CNA there at the beginning. You took me back to my old Novell days. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that, actually, now it's like, isn't an SFP now a CNA? I don't know. No, they still yeah, have CNAs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought I was a certified network administrator again. So uh, what is CSA? Converged Systems Advisor is our lifecycle management SaaS portal and solution for the lifecycle management of FlexPod. Today, FlexPod Data Center, in the future, all FlexPod uh, solutions will be included in Converged Systems Advisor. We, uh, we came over from Immersive Partner Solutions acquisition at the end of March, and we moved the solution Immersive for FlexPod over as Converged Systems Advisor 2.0. And it hit the NetApp global price list on August 14th. So it's now generally available uh, for customers and resellers to leverage for, for FlexPod. So to take a tiny half step back and kind of set Keith up um, for what we're going to dive into, th- this, this is a larger problem that has plagued uh, the, the FlexPod program since its inception. This has been one of those differences uh, that, that was used to honestly differentiate between FlexPod and its reference architecture program and something more traditional like a, a VCE, VSpecs type deal. Um, the, the difference there being, you know, FlexPod was providing that, that day zero initial deployment, know that it's going to work the first time, remove all risk from, from your installation and, and, and workload, and, and just get to the, the, the point where you're solving business problems, right? Um, the challenge there is once you're, you're no longer dealing with a greenfield, when you're dealing with that gray field and you're dealing with a customer that deployed their FlexPod five years ago, who are now coming up on their second life cycle, you know, how, how do you go in there at scale and be able to tell these people or, the, the, or these customers, you know, yes, you are running the right version of firmware. You have the right uh, uh, mix of software installed inside that pod. And when you get on the other side of this upgrade, everything will continue to work correctly. And, and the first kind of swing that we had at that was this product that, that, that you may or may not have come across 
Config Advisor. Config Advisor. Thank you, sir. Uh, Config Advisor, which was an internal tool that, that, that would go out and, and scrub the system and just take a look at your config and, and look for things like, you know, uh, do you have the, the correct number of links on both sides of your fixes? You know, is your port channel configured correctly? That sort of best practice stuff. Um, but, but it really didn't scale as you start to take a look at just the breadth of, of, of what we address inside FlexPod. It was just way too much. So we needed something more complete, and that's where the immersive acquisition comes in. And, and that's where the, the Converge Systems Advisor kind of takes off. It's, it, as, as Keith said in the introduction, it is very much a Config Advisor 2.0, a, a forward-facing type architecture. How'd I do, man? You did great. And you know, uh, like you said, with FlexPod being a reference architecture as opposed to being a product, right? You thought of like VCE and VBlock and yeah. Vision. They could package that because they had specific infrastructures and, and product part numbers they were selling. And customers, like you said, could take advantage of existing investments in Cisco, UCS, Nexus, or NetApp FAS and build their own flex pods over time or, you know, uh, based on budget cycles and things, put their own pieces and parts together over time. And then did they do it right or did the reseller do it right? Um, did they keep it right as they made daily changes or onboarded other applications? Did they mess up a firmware configuration? Did they drop a, a VLAN or a trunk or a channel? Nice thing about FlexPod is it's fully redundant everywhere. And if you build it right the first time, you may not actually know if something's wrong before it's too late, right? Because you could drop one of the channels and still be fully functional. And if you're not really pushing the performance boundaries, you wouldn't know it. So we wanted to create a solution that would help customers identify that, help resellers identify that, and be more proactive about where they stand today. We also track end-of-life, end-of-sale hardware and firmware. So when you get to a certain point in the life cycle, uh, the TR, TR4036, the FlexPod data center specifications, shows us what, what hardware is considered end-of-life, end-of-sale. And we actually detect those things as well and alert the customer, alert the reseller, uh, Cisco and NetApp, that um, the system is up for refresh. And that's going to help our customers and our resellers uh, identify that opportunity and get them into uh, the new M5 blades that are coming out from Cisco now, the new all-flash FAS controllers that we have now, uh, maybe even FlexPod SolidFire. So a lot of opportunity there. So what I'm hearing is you took something that was already simple and made it simpler? That's, that's pretty interesting. So going back in time, and since, since we have a relationship working together on the FlexPod team, you know, I was one of the original FlexPod architects from Cisco, right? And I used to travel the planet evangelizing FlexPod. And one of the things people kept on saying is, where's the tool to validate the deployment of my FlexPod? Yeah. And, and it was really customer asking for that. It was really the, the resellers asking for that. And like you said before, Config Advisor was an internal tool. It was really never meant to be customer facing because the output was fairly technical. And we wanted to create something that the customers could see and understand that resellers could leverage and brand and uh, leverage for their own services offerings to the customers to make the FlexPod experience more consistent, more cohesive, and make that support experience even that much better. Because, you know, cooperative support, unless you self-identify, unless you say, I'm on a FlexPod, it was very difficult for some of our support organizations to uh, identify 
as a FlexPod, and because we do track specific firmware end-to-end in the architecture for high availability, for performance reasons, et cetera, protocol support, we want to make sure that they're getting the best experience. And now with Converge Systems Advisor, we're able to every, – everybody's able to sing off the same sheet of music, right? You're in one common dashboard, and you're able to share that with support. You're able to share that with the reseller. You can talk through it with a customer from anywhere on the planet. You can get Internet access. And now you can have significantly reduced time to resolution. You're not saying, hey, what's your model number? What's your serial number? What's your firmware version? Right? Oh, it's right there on the screen. Which FlexPod are we talking about? Oh, data center A? Cool. I've got it. Right? And now I can see everything I need to see. Yeah, that's the real power. It's like when we talked about when we had uh, our series of performance podcasts uh, talking to Tony Gaddis and, and the OPM team and, and, and throughout uh, the first half of this year. Tools like this, they really pay themselves back in in the middle of of that firefight when things start to go sideways having an existing tooling underneath you that that can establish that you know first and foremost this thing was installed correctly you know the thing that you're putting this this business critical application on top of we can certify was actually done correctly we can scan it and determine that you've got all the right firmware all the right different versions of software all the hardware components are good to go and it was configured correctly so so you know first and foremost we're going to avoid all those support calls from just simple misconfiguration right and then second tier or, or around the corner when something does occur, having all of that information at, at the fingertips of everybody involved is just going to accelerate those those uh, accelerate that support process. You know, make everything happen well, a lot quicker. Let me jump in on that because you, you hit something that I definitely have to address, and that's that we keep every single snapshot and snapshot history in our database, whether you have a current license or not. So let's say you get Converge Systems Advisor. You use it for implementation, that day zero, okay, it's up running, did I, did I cable it correctly, did I get the firmware right, uh, is, is everything configured properly end to end, okay, everything's green, I'm good, right? Now you walk away, customers using the system or the resellers leveraging the system and something goes wrong, now what? You call support and you say, hey, I'm having a problem with my FlexPod. And we always ask one very special question, what did you change? And yep. what's the answer 99% of the time? Nothing! Nothing! Which is also anything. a lie. <laughs> I <laughs> well, didn't! Maybe, maybe they didn't, but maybe somebody else in the office did and didn't tell them, right? Yeah. So we'll give them benefit of the doubt. But, yes, all the time you hear nothing. We didn't change anything. Take another snapshot. Compare them side by side. So we have the ability to do diffs in CSA 2.0 on the network side, and you can actually go back in time in the calendar view and look at the snapshot uh, from you know a day ago, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, and compare that side by side with the most current snapshot. And in our roadmap, we're planning on going even more granular in those diff features. So we'd be able to look at things like service profile templates on UCS or the service profile coming off the template. Somebody changed the VLAN trunk or quality of service or performance uh, characteristics. If you got into the network uh, switches and you're looking at things like port channels and interface groups and uh, quality of service uh, policies inside the FAS, you're looking at interface groups you're looking at, uh, well, going back up to the switch, looking at zoning, right? People change zoning, and that drops configurations. Interface groups, one IDs, uh, troubleshooting boot from, fan, boot from SAN is one of my favorite, right? Because you've got three different element managers, UCS manager, uh, Cisco Nexus CLI, 
uh, NetApp's system manager. And sometimes you've got three or four administrators running these things, oh, yeah. right? And trying to find them and get them to log in and let you see things. I'm sure you guys have been on-prem chasing these folks down, looking for them. And it might take an hour to find them, get them to log in. Plus, they're going, well, why do we need to do that? Our solution, Converge Systems Advisor, is read-only. We can't make any changes to the infrastructure. And so we're all looking at one pane of glass with the ability to troubleshoot a complex thing like boot from sand in, in sub one minute, sometimes sub 30 seconds. And then you're off to the rest of your day. So with the snapshot, I mean, you can take a snapshot and you can compare, but can I revert to a snapshot? Is that something that's in there? Is that something that's coming down the line? I mean, is that in Different kind possible? of snapshot. Yeah. I mean, is, is there a way to kind of incorporate that into the workflows? So, great question. Uh, we do only gather the data today. Uh, we are looking at what converged operations would make sense as we look at the future of Converged Systems Advisor. Um, in fact, when we were at Immersive, a standalone company prior to the acquisition, we built a new architecture that we were calling Validate. It's, it's actually the under, underpinning of what will be CSA 3.0 next year. And the goal of CSA 3.0 is to be able to onboard all of our FlexPod solutions. So today we talk about FlexPod Data Center. We also have FlexPod Express with the C-Series or UCS Mini. We also have FlexPod Select that incorporates the NetApp E-Series as well as FAS for um, you know, big data analytics and being able to protect that on the FAS and being able to take advantage of the performance of, of the E-Series. We, we also have the new FlexPod SolidFire with ElementOS, and you know that, that stack is relatively new. We, we launched that at Cisco Live. So we want to be able to take advantage of the microservices architecture of 3.0 to be able to very quickly ingest new architectures. Also, we want to add the hypervisors. We'll start with VMware. We're looking at Hyper-V. We're talking to other folks about other platforms they're using, you know, we're, we've, we've talked about microservices. We use Docker. So thinking of Docker and Kubernetes and, and other microservices architectures that may make sense. And because 3.0 has that capability, uh, we're looking at how we could take this thing from where it is today into the future and converged operations, firmware updates, uh, maybe reverting to a snapshot or push it, pushing a configuration snapshot. Think of uh, like NetApp WFA or uh, Cisco UCS director, right? We're not going to be an orchestration tool, perhaps, but we could also integrate into existing Cisco, existing NetApp orchestration tools. And, and we're looking at all of those opportunities now. Yeah, one of the, the analogies that, that I've been using, Keith, and, and correct me if, if you think this is, this is on the nose or not, but, but I looked at our VSE history as, as an example that I think most customers are, are are intimately familiar with, right? You know, VSE originally started as just a a way to ensure that, you know, the vSphere configuration itself was correct and that we could do some storage reporting from the the the, the vSphere side. And then over time that thing grew and, and became more active to the point where, you know, today we expect a, a VMware administrator to just show up and live inside vCenter. And the, this, this vCenter plugin is their tool that they utilize whenever they want to communicate to the storage. And I look at Converge Systems Advisor and say, today it's your tool to tell you that, that the, the FlexPod was deployed correctly and that it's going to work once you actually put your workload on it. 
And then as we work on it for the next however many years it takes us to get to the end of this road, uh, assuming there is an actual end, um, it, it's going to go down that same path. And, and I, don't, I don't know that we can really predict what that's going to look like because it's all going to be customer driven and, and based on, on the problems that we run into in the real world. But you know, the, as a vision, I, I think it accurately kind of summarizes, look, today it's just reporting, but, but absolutely, there's no reason this thing can't go active at some point in the future. You know, the, the other thing we're looking at is, you know, NetApp does converge. We're also getting into hyperconverged, right? And we want to have a common framework, a common dashboard to do configuration validation, to do firmware validation, to make sure uh, long-term that the applications that are running on top of these platforms are also validated for best practices on the way they're configured from a, from a storage array and compute and network, but also how that interacts with the hypervisor with the guest operating systems with the applications. And a lot of people are buying HCI these days because it's more simplistic, right? It has a built-in dashboard for converged operations. So expanding nodes in the cluster and taking snapshots and replicating, um, maybe growing the, the, the cluster even bigger with additional nodes, right? and adding either compute nodes or storage nodes. Well, those things are being done from a common framework, common dashboard, single click, you know, type in the name, type in the capacity type things. Well, we would like to bring that converged operations capability uh, that, that, that really benefits people on the HCI side back into CI, and we think that's possible. So that's, that's what we're looking at now. Yeah, that was... a. <laughs> I uh, famously lost a bet to a uh, another uh, FlexPod uh, engineer because when HCI first launched, I just I never thought that it would get out of the cradle. I always I always believed that you know we would get uh, proper first class management in place on top of the existing converged market before the HCI market could actually get itself established. Now I was wrong about that, and those guys. It turned out that management's a lot harder than I thought it was, and it took us a little while longer to get our feet underneath us, but. You know, I I agree. Like it's 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 the same problem from two different aspects. You're you're solving it two different ways. One way you're just standardizing on all the hardware components and the software components to make management possible. And on the other way, you're you're, you're the other side, which is what your team is doing. We're attempting to make what is a just complete matrix of interoperability something that can be managed in that same portal type experience. It's funny, people used to say CIs were really complex, right? And the more you work in you know, the Cisco infrastructure, the more you work in the NetApp infrastructure, you realize there are only so many ways to connect these devices together and provide high availability and provide the throughput that you would expect. So we've pretty much standardized all of that connectivity. And I think HCI does a lot of that in the box, right, as opposed to having multiple boxes. So you've got the compute and the storage in the same box. The network uh, challenge could be uh, how we configure that east to west and north to south to make sure that the cluster is getting what it needs for balancing the storage and the compute and the workloads as well as getting that data and those workloads out to the end user customers and constituents that are using the applications. And so HCI, as much as it sounds like it's, it's simplistic, still has some, some challenges that we need to make sure that the configurations are valid so that they do get the performance and the scalability that they expect. 
So having a, an overarching management, lifecycle management strategy for both, I think, is really critical to the future of what NetApp's trying to accomplish in our ecosystem and partnerships. But I also have an opinion that I think HCI takes us back to where we were 10 years or even 17 years ago. You guys probably remember when we had individual servers that ran individual applications and they had their own storage and they were stranded and we had to put backup agents on each server and we had to back them up individually to tape. And the whole concept of SAN came out because we had the ability to consolidate all of our storage, VMware comes out and says, hey, you've got stranded CPUs and memory. We should, we should virtualize this. We'll create one big cluster virtualized, and then we'll share the storage, and that's going to make it easier to replicate. Well, if you think of what HCI is doing, it's almost like those small workgroup servers when we were uh, building, you know, going back to that whole Novell thing. Yeah. Uh, when I first started in this industry, people would put workgroup servers under their desk, and they would do that for shadow IT, right? I couldn't get on the mainframe, so I'd build my own little workgroup file server and we would share our own stuff, and nobody would manage it except for us. And then they'd be all over the place. I kind of envision HCI doing that same thing, where you end up with a stranded HCI island for Exchange, and a shared or a stranded HCI island for SQL and SharePoint. And all of a sudden, you're going to have to manage all of these stranded HCI islands, and they may even be multi-vendor. Yeah. And what's going to happen there is you're going to end up going back to the CI architecture to save that because it's going to be too complex to manage, maintain, to, to deal with the stranded storage. So I think if we have one platform, one lifecycle management and, con and configuration management platform for all of our CIHCI, and ultimately have the ability to look at other people's platforms too, it gives us a significant advantage, and it, it helps lead our customers to solve the business problems they have and not worry about the infrastructure. Yeah, you uh, you know I I hadn't thought about that. You lost me there at the very beginning, but but I caught up at the end. Um I had not considered and 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 I think you're right about that because that's how we see HCI being being adopted in in the FlexPod customer base at least. You know, FlexPod will be the the thing at the center of the company that that the the biggest baddest applications that can't go down run on. And then there will be some initiative that that is started up inside another business unit that typically for political reasons don't want to interact with the IT department who owns the the FlexPod so they they'll just sidestep them and buy a all-encompassed HCI infrastructure that they can just put their workload on top of in that same exact manner that that you described earlier. I hadn't considered that, but but you're right, it is kind of the same exact uh, trend and and with CSA's ability to come in and overlay all of that it, it provides a potential easy button for an organization that finds themselves potentially in, in, in that overextended position of, you know, yeah, we bought a bunch of simple to manage platforms, but we have to manage them all independently, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> well, and the other piece is, why wouldn't you take that to the cloud, right? Well, maybe it's a security issue. Maybe I don't want to put my job on the line with the data that we're doing. Maybe we're building a product, and I don't want that intellectual property out there in the cloud. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that little you know, HCI box and put it in that work group and, and we'll have our dev team use that. But then once it becomes pervasive data, something that's really important and we're, we're going into operations, now I need a bigger infrastructure. Well, how am I going to get that data from the HCI solution back into the operating data center? How am I going to make that part of the data fabric, right? And I think we're looking at all of those things because those are real problems that customers are going to face down the road. 
So I feel like we've done a, a pretty good job of explaining the vision and the purpose for Converge Systems Advisor. Uh, for, for the listeners at home that, that are still with us, uh, I, I think it's time that we probably dig in a little bit and give them an explanation of what's there today because we're, we're, there's, there's been some conversation about, you know, here's our, our, our solution and then intermixed throughout the past 20 minutes has been a lot of, and we'd like to in the roadmap. So what's available today, Keith? Sure. So today we've got two annual licenses. We have a standard and a premium. And as I mentioned, it is a SaaS portal. So if you go to csa.netapp.com, you will see that it requires you to log in with single sign-on, just like Field Portal and the other externally facing NetApp services. And once you log into the portal, you'll see that you need to activate a license. So you're going to purchase a license from your typical NetApp uh, sales rep or your NetApp reseller. And you're going to activate that license in the portal, and it's going to allow you to download the agent. The agent is an OVA download, so it's packaged for VMware, so you can run it in Player, Fusion, ESXi. Uh, we do recommend you run it off of the FlexPod that, that you're pointing at because of the Catch-22, right? If there's a network issue on the, on the FlexPod and you've got the agent sitting there gathering it to shoot it up to the cloud service, you, you may have a, a bit of an issue with that. So we recommend that's sitting off to the side. You're going to register your FlexPod, UCS, Nexus, and NetApp FAS uh, management interfaces in a read-only fashion. We're going to gather and take that snapshot, and we're going to look at the configuration in our cloud service. Uh, which is hosted in the NetApp DMZ, and we're going to uh, run the analytics and we're going to provide the dashboards and the rules validation. And for those customers that purchase the premium license, we're going to give you ex uh, exportable reports and alerting. So when you have an issue, we're going to allow you to, to hit your ticketing system, maybe like a Remedy or ServiceNow, BMC, et cetera, that will kick off a, a support case in your ticketing system that says, hey, uh, the link went down or that, or that firmware is not valid anymore, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got those two licenses today, standard and premium, and they are annual licenses. And again, this is specific to FlexPod Data Center. When we get into 3.0, and we're looking at that next year, we're going to add, as I said before, FlexPod Express, FlexPod Select, FlexPod SolidFire. We're going to add Cisco MDS because many of our FlexPod customers have transitioned or are transitioning to Cisco ACI, the, the Nexus 9000s and application-centric infrastructure. And ACI is an Ethernet-only platform. Uh, many of our FlexPod customers adopted Fiber Channel and FCOE and boot from Sanover Fiber Channel. And so we want to bring the MDS in to that portfolio as well so that we can govern the Fiber Channel configuration through the MDS and then analyze the Ethernet through the ACI uh, through the Nexus 9000 architecture. So there, um, we're, we're going to add those capabilities. And I mentioned before, uh, today we don't have the hypervisors in there, but we are adding those to the 3.0 platform as well, starting, of course, with VMware. And then we're talking to our resellers and customers about other hypervisors. Hyper-V is you know, obviously next in line, but we're, we're asking other questions like KVM and maybe some of the other microservices architectures as well as to what makes sense. And something that I was really proud of when we were at Immersive was how the platform was built really with customer interaction and with reseller interaction. And we're starting a customer advisory board, a reseller advisory board, and an internal NetApp advisory board so that we can get the opinions of our constituents across the board to take this thing to the next level. 
And uh, I think that's really powerful, and I think it helps us you know, guide the future direction. We, we know what we think we want to do, but at the end of the day, it's really going to come down to what's valuable for our customers. Always does. <laughs> you go in there with a plan, and then it, then it gets disrupted. <laughs> so, uh, Keith, you know, I assume this thing will never break. But if it does break, <laughs> how would I get to somebody to help me out with that? So, great question. And, you know, yes, software never breaks. Now, we, we know a little bit better than that, right? Um, so we're constantly working with our resellers and customers to improve this, as we talked about before. And, and they, they do find little things here and there. And because it's a SaaS portal, you know, we do have the ability to go in there and make modifications at any point in time. So uh, this platform is supported by NetApp Support themselves. And, and something that we're also looking at is how you can effectively share your system information with NetApp support when you're, when you're calling for FlexPod support. And we talked about how that might look long-term. We'd love to be able to have you share a system to a support rep as easily as you share files on platforms like Dropbox, et cetera. So mm-hmm. click, on, click on the system, put in an email address, put in, you know, one hour, six hours, indefinite, whatever, and, and have the system automatically revoke when they're done. And now they can see the same dashboard you can see, and now you can get really, really great FlexPod support. So working through some of those things, and, and then when it comes to any kind of bugs or any challenges within the platform, NetApp support now handles that as well as of August 14th when we hit the GPL, and I guess it was August 16th when we uh, actually started shipping. That actually brings top of mind an additional question. You know, since since uh, now we have the ability to share customer data, and we have a SaaS application that that houses customer data, what are we doing to protect that and ensure that uh, it doesn't go anywhere? <laughs> That's a really great question. So when we started this whole thing out, we realized we were gathering not customer data per se. We have to be careful with that. We're gathering configuration Metadata, data of the yeah. systems, right? So the configuration data is the UCS config, the Nexus config, the, the NetApp FAS config. And those configs do have, you know, VLAN IDs and IP addresses and those kind of things in them. So we want to be real careful about that. So on the agent, we compress and encrypt that data stream and we shoot it to the cloud service. It's all tied via a unique API key or UUID that ties the portal to the agent. The customer can actually enable multi-factor authentication. Today we use Google Authenticator for that to make sure that your username, your password, and your token must be generated in order to get into the portal. And then um, it is hosted, as I mentioned before, in the NetApp DMZ, um, which follows all the same data privacy and data sovereignty rules as all of our other NetApp-hosted services to our customers and resellers. So we're, we're constantly improving the process as we look at 3.0 and being able to share those things, being able to revoke sharing, to be able to turn off sharing completely, uh, improving the encryption methodologies, and uh, making sure that we can scale effectively are all top of mind. Awesome. So basically, you know, the same the same uh, levels of controls that we have for all the auto support data that we house today. You got it. Awesome. Okay. So, um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's a little conference coming up in a few weeks. Which one? Yeah. Um, a little conference. NetApp, called NetApp Insight. Uh, Insight. Yes, Insight. Thanks for reminding me. Um, I had forgotten entirely about that. In between um, your dry runs? Sure. Yes, in between my dry runs. Keith, uh, are you guys going to be at Insight? 
we will be at Insight. We're very excited again to be at Insight, only this time as NetApp. Yeah. And this time in the FlexPod booth uh, as well. And so we'll be there. We're very excited to show off Converge Systems Advisor. Definitely stop by, say hi. We'll be there. Um, myself, uh, Wyatt Bennett, who's our product manager, also on the FlexPod team and is a FlexPod product manager. So come over, say hi, ask questions, give us feedback, tell us what you'd like to see, and we'll be excited to spend some time with you. All right, excellent. So, Keith, if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, you know, at NetApp, it can be firstname.lastname at netapp.com, so Keith.barto at netapp.com. Uh, I think uh, we, we have the short version there to be Keith at netapp.com. Uh, so definitely reach out if you've got questions, comments, concerns. We'd love to hear from you. So you came in late in the game, and you were able to procure Keith at netapp.com. There's no other Keiths that had that? No, they gave me B. Keith. Oh, B. Keith. Yeah, kind of like Lamy. Lamy, yeah. yeah. Pour one out for Lamy here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontetpodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank Keith Bardo for joining us today. Thanks for listening. I got problems, Justin. I got 99 problems. I got 99 problems. This job's keeping me from world first rate completions. I got more Destiny 2 to play. You gotta hurry up. Hey, you gotta gotta get your raids in. I I gotta get my grind on. I'm way behind in life. What platform you played it on? PS4. PS4? Pick it up, man. I don't advise. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Yeah. Yeah. I never even played the first one, so I don't even know. You're better off that way. Just stay in Fallout. It's much better. I'll just get uh, like Skyrim and just do like the blacksmithing. That's that's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> <laughs>